WKTY 96.7 FM 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millar. Appreciate you being here this morning. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toa and Ace of Lacrosse Sportsland in the Shelby Mall on the south side of Lacrosse. It, talking about trout fishing uh, earlier here, and of course, uh, early season here in uh, uh, Wisconsin, and uh, don't want to overlook Minnesota. It's early season in that state as well. It runs from. Uh, uh, well, we're in a, it started January 1st as well, and it runs through uh, April 15th. And, of course, uh, plenty of great streams uh, in this corner of the, the state. And uh, definitely don't want to overlook the opportunities in uh, southeastern Minnesota. So we, we, I know there's some awesome streams. And, uh, well, it's uh, – um, I'm looking at a, a release here from uh, – for the season, anyway, as far as the early season goes, you know, there's streams in, in uh, Fillmore, in Goodhue, Houston, Maurer, Olmstead, Wabasha, and uh, uh, Winona counties as well that uh, all uh, are available for uh, early season fishing. So, again, plenty of great opportunities uh, for uh, for you folks over in, in Minnesota or if uh, – if you're a Wisconsin angler and want to try something new, there's uh, you can head across the the river as well. And you know the other thing too, and I'm just going to share this as well because it uh, definitely with the uh, with the weather, if you are uh, headed out and doing a little early season trout fishing, it is a little bit uh, it is a little bit different here. Obviously, it's all uh, catch and release here in the uh, early season. So uh, and the fish are definitely. Uh, you know, we talk about this in the summertime, how the fish are very sensitive to the uh, hot weather. And, and the other end of the temperature spectrum is certainly true as well. Um, fish are very, very fragile in the, the cold weather, uh, particularly their eyes and gills uh, in this, uh, this cold weather. Uh, so they you know, shouldn't be exposed to the elements for, for really any you know, long period of time and once you hook them and, and get them uh, to shore, uh, they should be released uh, as gently as possible, as soon as possible. You know, don't lay them on the ice, um, and you know certainly uh, you know, do it. You know, catch them responsibly and release them responsibly. Uh, and just uh, some tips here that uh, I found from the Minnesota DNR that uh, um, you know to keep in mind uh, for uh, you know re- re- release them releasing responsibly anyway just you know like i said uh reduce the time you spend fighting the fish uh you know keeping the fish in the water as as much as possible uh, you know in you can get gloves to to help with that that you know, it's uh it's it's uncomfortable i know but it it helps uh, you know you can you can get protection as well to you know keep the fish uh, protected as well um using a rubber net and uh Wet hands and and or gloves. Uh, I think I'd go with the gloves. Um, you know, keeping the handling time to sixty seconds or less. Uh, keep unhooking tools uh, handy nearby. Uh, cutting the line and letting the fish go if it's deeply hooked. And uh, the last little tip that uh, they share is uh, you know treating the fish gently. And this is uh, true regardless of the time of year, really. Uh, treating the fish gently throughout the release. You know, support the fish with both hands and. You know, place the recovering fish, you know, gently in the water and, you know, move the fish 
gently from side to side to to kind of get it, you know, uh, reacclimated and and you know, refreshed, if you will, and and just gently let it go and let it get back uh, let it get back into the water there. So, and that's <laughs> those tips are 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 true regardless of what side of the you know, Minnesota or Wisconsin, for that matter. It's uh, those are all good tips, uh, regardless of of where you you happen to be at. So uh, things to things to keep in mind. And you know, winter trout fishing is just uh, a lot of fun anyway. Um, I haven't done it for a lot of years, and I've had some friends that uh, haven't done that. I'm gonna have to try and talk to them, see if we can run up a trip here one of these days, and maybe head up. Find some streams uh, up in Trempolo County or something. That doesn't uh, doesn't sound half bad. That sounds like uh, sounds like that might be kind of fun. But, uh, when we get some, I hate to say it, nicer weather. That's <laughs> doesn't sound. It's like like a wimpy guy. You know, it's like well, get some weather where uh, where you could actually maybe you know cast a line without it, you know, the wind taking it away or something. You know, or it freezing halfway through your back cast or something you know that's the, that's the kind of thing anyhow uh, enough of uh, enough of trout fishing which is again you know awful fun to do in the the winter time and you know the other thing too is uh, uh, there's certainly nowhere near as uh, near as much pressure in the winter time as there is in the uh, in the spring and summer there's <laughs> that's for darn sure anyhow uh, speaking of, of, of pressure uh, there I don't know if there is a lot uh, in the winter time. Uh, I almost might say maybe there's, you know, there might even actually be maybe a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe they get a little bit targeted more in the winter time, just simply because you can kind of, you know, set up uh, set up your tip ups, tip downs, that kind of thing, and and just target these fish a little bit more. But uh, talk a little bit about uh, 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 fishing for uh, for northern this time of year. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, something that you can kind of do and, and uh, I hate to say set it and forget it, but, you know, it's, it, 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 they can be a lot of fun to catch if, uh, you know, you're in the right spot and, and, you know, set it up right and everything, but it, it, it's a lot of fun. You know, of course, obviously, uh, the key to, to, yeah, <laughs> defining them is yes, you know, you got to be in the right spot to, to do that. Uh, you know, so obviously, you know, finding the right place and, and you know, putting the hole in the right hole or holes is, uh, you know, very important. Uh, you know, places, you know, you're thinking of, uh, you should be thinking of, uh, you know, uh, that they might be hanging out or, or would be moving into, would be, Places like I don't know weeds and weed lines are, are good places to to think about, um, you know, and, and you know there are you're going to find areas where you know there are you know, decent weeds this time of year, um, so that in turn you know with the weeds you're going to find the little bugs and critters and things along those lines that uh, uh, help keep that food chain going and. Uh, you know the little bugs and critters are going to feed the little little bit bigger you know bugs and critters and in turn are going to be eaten by the little fish and 
minnows and eaten by the bigger fish and bigger fish and bigger fish, and then eventually by the northerns, which uh, for around here is about as big as you're going to get um, as far as big predators go, um, unless you're fishing for carp. And it's really hard to think of carp as predators. I suppose they are, but um, just not. It's hard to get that mind wrapped around carp as a predator, but anyway, we'll do we'll do ice fishing for carp maybe some other time. Anyhow, let's. Uh, <laughs> you're looking at at, at uh, the weeds and weed lines and places like that. Um, you know, don't overlook uh, areas that might be a little bit uh, on the the shallow side as well. Uh, you know, we might be uh, you know in that part of the season still where. Um, you know, they might be in in relatively shallow, you know, water, you know, 5, 10 feet, maybe something like that. It all just kind of, obviously, it's all going to depend on the particular body of water that you happen to be, uh, you know, fishing uh, um, or the, you know, particular, you know, whether or, or slew or, or something along those lines um, that, uh, that you happen to be working at the moment. Um, you know, obviously, some places have... Hardly any deep water, and you know, some places, you know, like Lake Lake on Alaska, you know, they've got a good mix of both, um, which I think somewhat lean, lends itself to having a decent population of northerns. Um, you know, look for areas where you can find little pockets of uh, maybe deeper water. Um, those depth changes can be important. Um, you know, uh, it it doesn't. Uh, um, you know, and again, some of the sometimes those little depth changes, it doesn't take much to to make a, a big difference. Sometimes, so um, you know, it, it, you you could be fishing in five feet of water and and have success, and you you know, maybe shift a, a little bit, you know, a uh, hundred yards or something like that, and could be fifteen feet of water and. It's gone. I don't, you know, I mean, it just, it just kind of depends, you know, obviously there's other factors there, mind you, but, uh, you know, it just, it just kind of depends. Um, so, so sometimes, and other things too, you know, you look for those uh, little places where there's maybe little pockets, little openings that, uh, uh, the bait fish might be kind of hiding in or places where, you know, those fish can kind of tuck into and, and, uh, you know, the bait fish can hang in or perhaps the northerns themselves can hang in uh, that uh, uh, they can wait to just ambush uh, the, the bait fish as they, they come by. You know? But in general, uh, you know, those weedy areas, are, are you're going to find you know, bait fish or, or uh, panfish, uh, for that matter, too, you know, something that uh, uh, the northerns will chow down on, too. You know? Don't overlook points, uh, you know, sunken islands, what you will. Uh, places like that uh, where nice weed beds are are nearby um, you know if if you can mark that kind of structure uh, you know if those types of structures you know maybe also have bends or, or have some kind of a break point where northerns can hang uh, you know hide and and wait for something to kind of ambush um, that's also a place to check out because uh, really that's kind of what they do for a meal is just, you know, ambush tactics. Um, you know, they're not just going to cruise and it's like, oh, I'm just going to 
wander up to Mr. Bluegill here and, oh, hello, Mr. Bluegill, I'm going to eat you. It's just like, ooh, they're going to dart out and chow down, and that's that's it, you know. Uh, and it, it, you know, as far as ambush tactics, it may also be some kind of, you know, sunken log or timber pile or something to hide behind as well. You know, so if you find those kinds of spots, uh, you know, maybe you know, start thinking about drilling your holes. Um, drill a bunch of them so that, you know, part of the day is, is done and over with. And you know, if you need to move, and you probably will a time or two if you're, you know, you're hunting northerns anyway, um, you can just chip away whatever is refrozen over the, the hole since you drilled the hole originally. Um, you know, that only takes a few moments as opposed to redrilling the whole hole. Um, now, as far as the, uh, the, the the presentation and what to use, I kind of intimated it here at the, the beginning here. We, you know, first and, and most obvious one to use is, uh, and, and probably the easiest, uh, tip up, tip down. Uh, you know, they're going to be kind of the go-to ones for uh, um, ice fishermen when it comes to northern fishing. It really, you know, just, you know, load the spool up with some some heavier line, uh, you know, maybe a treble hook or a, a larger uh, circle hook, something like that. Anyway, a, a larger, stouter hook, uh, bait of choice, big shiner, what have you, uh, and uh, you know, you're ready to go. Some guys, and it just de- it depends. Um, you know, some guys like chunks of dead smelt or you know other dead bait, um, something that'll give off, uh, say, for lack of a better term, good scent. But you know, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, something that's that's gonna uh, really uh, leave a good scent trail anyway. Um, you know, others prefer larger minnows. You know, if the bait's dead, of course. I mean, that's not necessarily a problem. You know, for the most part. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say for the most part, but uh, um, you know, northerns are scavengers. I mean, they're not uh, they're not picky. You know, they're they will eat a piece of of dead bait or you know pick over a carcass, if you will. I mean, that's not really an issue for them. Um, you know, as opposed to eating a. a you know, minnows, shiners, what have you, or, you know, small bluegills, what have you. Uh, they'll eat fresh bait as well. Um, one other thing, too, uh, and, and I'm back up a little bit here, too. One other thing to, to think about as far as uh, um, hooks as well, you may want to consider, like I said, a, a, using a larger, uh, like larger circle hook, uh, a 1-0, maybe up to a 3-0 on the end of the line. Um, most oftentimes when uh, you get that hook set, uh, it catches in the corner of mouth, which uh, in turn kind of limits the, uh, you know, any kind of an injury to the fish. Uh, not to mention it's, it's a good hook set too. Um, you may want to, you know, put uh, uh, the other thing you may want to think about too is, is just putting a little something on there that, uh, you know, a little piece of heavier mono or some, Something, you know, a nice, tough fluorocarbon line, something on there that, I don't know if you want to put wire on there even, um, just something on there that uh, on the end of the line to act as a bit of a leader, um, something that those toothy northerns aren't going to be able to bite through. Um, 
But, you know, fluorocarbon, you know, it's nearly as tough as a wire leader without, of course, all the hassle that uh, wire brings this time of the year. Um, you know, and if you do run into a problem with the line freezing up, you know, find some of that, uh, that. I was talking about fly fishing earlier here. You know, fly, find some of that uh, fly line dressing and, and use some of that. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, I just had this thought. It's like, yeah, yeah, use a, put a little WD-40 on it. That'll, <laughs> that'll work. Um, so uh, that'll repel the water um, so it doesn't freeze. Uh, although, you know, I, and, and I don't have it in front of me here, but I know, I mean, there are some it, it's and I'm sure if I, I dug around on the Internet for it or whatever, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of articles that, there, that I could find. It's like, yeah, yeah, just spray your lure down maybe with just a spritz of WD-40 or something. And it's like... I, yeah, it, it works as a scent attractor. Um, well, yeah, it would. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, no, I, and I've seen that too where um, I suppose it it, it definitely would uh, leave a scent trail anyway. <laughs> that's, for, uh, that's for sure. Uh, anyway, I, I, I don't think I would recommend that though. Um, but... It'll it'll keep your lure slick, that's for sure. Anyway, um, as I mentioned over over <laughs> earlier, <laughs> don't overlook uh, uh, shallow. Uh, you know, when putting uh, putting your tip ups uh, or tip downs out for that matter, uh, you know, maybe you know put one out shallow, and and um, you know once you've got one, you know, set up, um, then uh, you know, then maybe uh, you know think about doing something with a little more action uh you know maybe doing something with a little you know getting a, a jigging rod out or something like that uh and you know that's definitely an option to uh you know put something on uh, on the end of a line uh, uh with a rod and 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 something maybe with a little flash a little uh a little noise a little uh little something there uh that uh Maybe you can help draw in the uh, draw in those northerns, um, you know, jigging spoon, uh, something like that. Uh, maybe like a you know Swedish pimple, a jigging shad, or, or something uh, along those lines. You know, take your pick of brands. Of course, you know something with uh, maybe a little flash to it. Uh, it's got some rattles, perhaps. Um, you know, and that too, uh, along with uh, obviously the 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 scent trail. Uh, you know. The runs are going to see that flash and, and maybe you know sense that that noise uh, from a, a long way off and and yeah, hopefully we'll uh, come and investigate uh, and of course you can you know start out with a if if you're not marking any fish maybe start out with the you know a big pumping action and and you know get that motion going and and get that movement and get that noise going and and then you know as you you know maybe start to see the fish coming in and, and starting to uh, maybe mark some of those fish, you know, maybe just slow it down a little bit and, and maybe, you know, lessen the action a little bit and, um, you know, maybe go back to a little bit of a fluttering action, uh, slow things down a little bit, uh, you know, but just keep it in motion. That's going to be the main thing. Um, that's, that's the important thing. Don't completely stop. Um, Stopping the lure dead gives the fish t- 
time to kind of, you know, maybe see the hooks and line and whatever and, and spook them a little bit. Uh, by keeping it moving, uh, by keeping it moving, I should say, you know, they aren't going to get maybe as good a, a bead on it, if you will. Um, you know, being aggressive, uh, you know, movement gives them the belief that the lure, you know, maybe is trying to escape them, uh, you know, and that often triggers a hit. And I'm going to throw this out there just to kind of, as a counter to that or whatever, just a little bit of a pause, just a, a momentary pause uh, sometimes will trigger a hit as well. So, you know, you're, you're jigging, even if it's a slow jig, you know, you just give it just a, a, a split-second pause, just a, a little something, just a little freeze like that, you know, just if you're listening, and just a little something there to freeze for a second, you know what I mean? And, and uh, that, that just that little pause is just maybe enough to, to help trigger that hit as well if the, you know, you, you see them, you, you're marking them, and, and they're just not quite coming in and, and, and hitting that lure. They're just kind of looking at it and watching it and just maybe try just that little pause for just a second and seeing that, that little twitch and just, yeah, maybe you can maybe get it, get it going, um, you know, if you're, if you're going to be doing it, uh, doing it that way as well. But uh, either way, you know, it, and that way you've kind of got you know a little bit of the uh, the best of uh, best of both worlds there you know you've got uh, you got those tip ups uh, and you've got uh, you got the jig there is jigging as well but uh, you know either way uh, you know, just try all the moves let the jig sit uh, if if it's really not if they're just not pulling the trigger if you will you know just let it let it sit and see what happens you know just Give it a little twitch, maybe then you know, pause, little twitch, whatever you know. Um, you know, you know, if they still aren't hitting that spoon. Try not to move it far from them, but you know, just maybe give it a little shaking movement. You know, just uh, you know, like you know, your hands cold. You know, stick your hand in the snowbank for a minute, and you know, your hand's going to be shaking. <laughs> then, then go grab the jigging rod. You know, <laughs> get that idea, uh, that kind of thing, um, and just see if. You know, just that kind of, not necessarily up and down, but maybe just a little side-to-side kind of movement. Um, hopefully they uh, they will hit it at that point. Uh, your hand, if they do hit it, then obviously uh, your hand will warm up quickly because they'll give you a, uh, give you a good tussle anyway. <laughs> That'll get the blood flowing anyway, that's for sure, uh, when you pull up a, a nice-sized northern out of the hole. Uh, one last thing, too, that uh, as I, as I kind of wind this up here, too, uh, you know, uh, that makes uh, northerns a good a good option this time of year for fishing. Um, you know, they can be active and hungry all day long, really, too. Uh, in this case, you're not really dealing with a uh, an early morning or a late in the afternoon bite. Um, you know, you can kind of go out whenever. Uh, middle of the day is is fine as well, and and you know, still catch the bite. Uh, so that's uh, uh, another thing as well. So <laughs> you want to sleep in on a Saturday or a Sunday morning? Hey, you can do that. So It is uh, 8.52, taking a break. Back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. 